idea, concept of maybe if I be nice to Mike Conley's wife on Instagram, that'll get them to stay. <laughs> yeah, that'll keep them in town. No matter what else happened, no matter how it is, you know, if you're just like hit that hard on Instagram, maybe you can just convince them to stay just a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe we'll get one more year out of them if I leave a comment on her jewelry sponsored post saying like, I 100% hoping you, you and your cute family will be back to stay for a really long time. <laughs> I don't know you personally, but I just like the jazz. So <laughs> I, we need a point guard. I, I'll, I'll, I'll buy a necklace. I don't care. Will I ever wear it? No. But will it keep you in town for, I don't know, one more season, two more seasons? Doesn't matter. I'll buy all your crap. I sure hope so. You're going to have people like that, too. It's like, listen, how much of your Etsy sword do I have to buy to have Mike resign? Oh, it's brutal. I hate it. I hate it so much. I, yeah, I mean, I bet, I bet like comments on Conley on Mike's Mike's posts himself are like pretty much the same. One day ago, he posted a picture of his wife. Is his contract up? Uh, yeah. Oh. So he he can like we essentially can re. I don't know. Go listen to Greg's podcast. But like, <laughs> um, I think we can resign it. I think we can sign him again. Or in like. It's very advantageous for us salary cap wise to sign him again. If we don't sign him, then like we aren't going to be able to fill that with someone of Conley's stature, I believe. No, it's um, uh, it's hard to find a good point guard nowadays. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> so he posts a picture of his of his wife and it's like he's like a photo set of like him and his wife and his kids or whatever, um, which really cute family. But one of the comments is uh, congratulations. We love you. We Utahns love the Conley family. Classy, poised, leaders on and off the court. Please stay and finish your career as Mountain Mike and family. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, like, of course, I like when people are nice to the players, but like, um, Conley, yeah, the classy and poised thing is kind of weird. It's almost like... That wouldn't be reserved for certain other players on the on the jazz for lot, whatever reason. A lot of these fans are bordering on desperate. Happy birthday. <laughs> Stay in Utah, guys. <laughs> Happy birthday. It's almost my birthday. Do you know what I want for my birthday? You to stay in Utah, Conley's. Oh man. I love it. Anyway. Um Oh man. So that's going on. It's uh it's Brigham Young Money. We're back. It's Kyle here, and I'm here with Jordan. It's just the two of us today. This is the second episode in a row in which it's just been two of the three, except we're switching off. Yeah. Because Greg is doing work shit. So we still have a quorum. That's all that matters. That's right. <laughs> that's absolutely right. We do. And <laughs> here's a great one. Better come back <laughs> next season and happy B Day. <laughs> also side note that one slightly birthday. feels like a threat i know you better come back also happy birthday just just in case oh man those comments are hilarious so good i mean just instagram comments in general it's you can learn a lot about the utah jazz fan base through oh yeah there's the also not like a more desperate fan base than the jazz like if they feel like they have a good player and there's a threat of them leaving they just full on like talons in just like, don't go. 
Don't yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, we should probably not ever address the fact ever again, the fact that there were uh, fucking billboards all over the city saying stay word to try to keep Gordon Hayward here. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. like, I think I think it's probably best that we pretend that didn't happen. That dropped on the 4th of July, too. I, I yeah. remember that was a wonderful 4th of July because I just on my phone just on Twitter and just be like, oh, hey. Gordon Hayward's going to the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing was comical. I mean, it was like in the same uh, fashion as like the the other ones. Like the the, the first one was uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, right? It was the 4th of July announcement or whatever. Um, like a couple of years before that. But yeah, man. So yeah, we have a very desperate fan base. And well, to be fair, it did seem like we would be really bad once Hayward left. So um yeah we got kind of lucky there but that hayward situation was amazing too because <laughs> like he immediately walked it back because like listen i haven't made decision yet and then like three hours later was like a 1200 word article in the athletic it was like it like leaked and then he was like no actually i haven't yeah exactly you know i haven't done it and all of a sudden boom like fucking uh thank you just, utah yeah we're all the great yeah. times i'm leaving here's 1200 words about why you're City and state are great, but not great enough for me to stay. It's time for me and Pete Buttigieg looking motherfucker to finish each other off. And that brings us into <laughs> the show today. Um, the last week, the la- like I, when we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about this, uh, this episode tonight, I was just like thinking back about all the things that have just been like coming up over the last week. And it's just like, I don't know if it's summer in particular, but like there was so much shit to write about or to talk about that has been written. Just like we could, we could do an episode every single day for like two weeks just to go over all of the insanely shitty op-eds and other things that have come out in the, like in, in, especially the desert news. (laughs) It's just insane. I, I got to send like a floral arrangement to someone over there. I don't know why, But the fact that every single day I log on to it, just do my little daily like news dump to see what's going on. And every single time there is just a banger just staring me in the face. It's insane. And like I've been I've been more busy during the day at work lately. So I like haven't been like paying much attention to the Internet until I'm done with work. And like I'll hop on and see what Jordan's been sending in the chat. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like there are. 10 articles here each deserving of its own like full rebuttal not just from us but from like someone far more qualified to like shut this shit down because they're like i don't know what the hell is going on with people's brains lately like it is out of control what's what's been taking place over the last few weeks yeah i don't get it they've leaned really heavily into like the intellectual dark web type people so yeah like every other day you will see an op-ed from Oh, there's Barry Weiss. Oh, there's Bethany Mandel. Oh, there's Rod yeah. Dreher, like the insane like trad cath of Rod Dreher, who's living in Hungary right now. That's how yep. insane of a trad cath he is. But the Deseret News yeah. will publish him. Yeah, yeah, we it's it's insane. It, they're on the Rod Dreher wire, like someone's using the AP wire, dude. I don't understand what's going on. It's just. And, it's fucking nuts. And they'll also publish just insane people too. Like the, our Patreon episode, that Joel Peterson guy who was just a guy who has too much money and is like threatened by literally anything in the world. 
So he just, it's, yeah, he lives in yeah. a compound. Just be like, the world's changing around me, and I have to just kind of just dig in here because I will not change for them. Yeah, dude, it is so insane. I, like, yeah, there's just been so much. There's been like both locally and then just like, people are losing their minds still. I mean, people never, a lot of these right wing folks have never not and have never had their minds or been actually um salient and sane in the things that they're saying but like i don't know if you saw ben shapiro like losing his shit over the football was gay ad it's like we're literally <laughs> it's like it's corporations doing doing fucking just like woke ads or whatever to, to try to expand their base and we literally have ben shapiro just like almost bawling his eyes out of the fact that they made a video that said like you can be gay and like football like that was like the entire thing which is funny too because like ben shapiro's whole career has been just like his attempt to break into hollywood a i don't know if you know this or not a career path that has a lot of lgbtq people but for some reason football is you know i know it's too much and then like to pretend like that this isn't like a recent thing like as if gay marriage hasn't been legal for uh it's been it's, it hasn't been long folks like almost and, a decade now yeah. yeah i know we had like yeah it's like george bush was out there about to sign uh, or trying to get a fucking amendment to the constitution preventing gay par- gay people from getting married like that's we're uh we're not we're not far away from this but he just cannot comprehend the idea of, of as to why like the nfl would want to try to branch out past like the same you know fucking pig people who watch the nfl consistently anyway and like the, my, the thing that the thing that drives me insane though is like people pretending like they're gonna start boycotting the nfl or fucking the nba or whatever like the reason why they're doing this is because they know and they're making a calculation that they can count on those people continually watching like it's it's they don't maybe they'll alienate some people but they're clearly making a a calculation based on their, their profit motive to try to expand the people watching the NFL, watching NASCAR, whatever the fuck. And they are making that calculation that they will not lose enough people to make it worth it. As much as Ben Shapiro can cry about it. Yeah, What are you going to do on a Sunday? Talk to your shitty family? No, you're not going to do that. <laughs> Absolutely you're you're going to sit there and you're going to take the slop that the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NASCAR, the NHL are going to just spoon feed you <laughs> the entire yeah. time because you hate talking to anyone else except for like your internet buddies and also like yep. the television. Yep. And the, the thing about the NFL is great too, because like the NFL realizes it's a dying sport right now. If they don't branch out beyond like 55 yeah. year old guys with a pacemaker. Yeah. So yeah, they're trying to, because they realize like anyone who has like irrational thoughts, like I don't want anything to do with this sport. I really don't like seeing my sports heroes in nursing homes at 55 yep so i'm gonna move on to other sports where that doesn't happen mm-hmm. so they're trying to branch out it makes total sense i mean but maybe oh. not to ben shapiro yeah dude oh did you see the, um who who was it that is going to uh which which nf x nfl player is going to challenge rafael warnock in georgia do you remember like i think this came out this week herschel walker that's right <laughs> yeah herschel walker the man who has like <laughs> the man who actually has like split personality disorder 
and also has just been like an insane conservative for like the last 20 years. Yeah. Oh my God. I, they're literally just doing the Burgess Owens thing, but in Georgia. Well, to give Herschel Walker credit, he actually won a Heisman trophy with like Georgia. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see a lot more of like, um, a lot more like famous black conservatives running for office because like it, like a lot of the rhetoric that we see from this just surface level, like identity politics type shit that we see from the majority of the mainstream of the democratic party. And like what we saw through a lot of the democratic primary last year and all of that, um, can be so easily weaponized against them when they have literally like what no class analysis does to a motherfucker is that you're going to get Herschel Walker running against against you and he might win. Yeah, he literally, I mean, he, Herschel Walker suffers from dissociative identity disorder. And like, I mean, I don't even know, it, but it doesn't matter. Like literally nothing matters. Like we know, I mean, uh, fucking Burgess Owens is on the, is on the record as having brain damage. And like, I just, I don't I don't know I don't fucking know. Yeah, it, it, they're just gonna run like pro athletes. Like you know what? They could probably run OJ Simpson in like California in like a couple of years. Honestly, probably at this point. You know what? He's a, okay. Just as good of a challenger as anyone else in California at this point. So yeah, I mean, dude, I, I would love to see uh, um, in the next. Let's see. I would love, I'd love to see him challenge for a Diane Feinstein seat. I think the two of them would make a good uh, competition against one another. I think that'd be really entertaining. Yeah, it's so. it's going to be a Republican primary between OJ Simpson and Caitlyn Jenner. Yep, that's right. Can't wait. One body versus two. Let's go. <laughs> so, so okay, um, we want to talk about a few things going on recently. Uh, the first thing being that. Uh, it turns out COVID hasn't gone away yet. And as much as uh, it does seem like it for a lot of people, um, we had how many fucking cases did we have today? We had over 500. It was, it like, was like 570 cases today. So, so, okay. So, you know, it's going to be a, another bad day when like, act, like the governor actually has to say something about it. So, um, he, he turned back to being, uh, you know, scolding governor again. And uh, this thread from Robert Gerke from the briefing, I'm just gonna read a couple parts of it. So Cox says, we're in a severe drought. Don't burn things down on COVID messages. Please do not make it worse. We're seeing an uptick in cases, hospitalizations. We're getting uncomfortable in hospitals again. We now have 257 in the hospital highest since February 19th on May 31st. There were just 130. So a month ago we had 130. We now have 257. Wow, um, that sounds bad. Also, testing is way down. Yep. And so he continues and says from May 31st to June uh, 25th, 93% of cases and hospitalizations have been among unvaxxed people and 95% of deaths. 95% of you do not have to die. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is true. Demoralizing for healthcare workers to hear from families, quote, who believed crazy conspiracy theories and are dead. Yeah, but that 5% um, of you just get fucked. Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the goal, he says, was 70% of adults with one dose by July 4th. We're currently at 64%. Um, we're not going to hit our goal. And 
the only thing that they're really doing is uh, supposedly improving access, but access is not the problem. Like, and you can get in, you can get a fucking vaccine where, like, whenever and wherever you want at this point. And um, also, they're cooking the books too. Like, they're uh, yeah, like they threw in like a hundred thousand vaccinations from like the VA hospital Mm-mm. and also from like the uh, Native American medical system. Which yep. is essentially external from the state. Like the regional hospital for the VA in Salt Lake City covers like four states. Mm-hmm. So you're counting a bunch of people who probably don't live in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but of course, through this, we, we got some more stuff, um, you know, uh, from our, our, our brave governor and our, and our friend Sean, like put some of these quotes together from this, uh, Tribune article from, uh, Sean means and add some pretty interesting things from governor Cox. It says part of the surge of cases quote are being specifically driven by outbreaks Hoffman. Oh, so, uh, so this is Hoffman. Um, who, wait, who the, who the hell is Hoffman in this whole thing? I think is that's he, new work- state epidemiologist because Dr. Yeah. Dunn was like, I'm that's not right. He replaced Dr. Dunn, anymore. right? Yeah, because yeah. Dr. Dunn went down the Salt Lake County Health Department. Yep. So he's a Utah Department of Health person. Okay. So um, Utah Department of Health spokesman said the Utah County Health Department is investigating four separate outbreaks breaks in overnight youth camps. These kids are not only becoming infected themselves, but exposing others at the camp and when they go home, Hoffman said. Several months ago, Hoffman said, the Department of Health ran computer models that predicted that the state would reach around 600 cases per day, and we are ne- nearly there, she said. Models run... Wednesday are predicting that the possibility of one to 1000 to 1200 cases by September, and they're not taking into account any additional surge from a return to school. Uh, That's, that's great. Uh, I'll have people uh, remember, and we'll mention this later that uh, schools aren't allowed to do mask mandates anymore. So they, they let them all go out the last week of school without masks because governor Cox are like, wouldn't it be nice if all of them could see their shining, smiling faces with their teachers and all that. That's all well and good too. Until you realize that everyone under the age of 17 hasn't been able to get a vaccine yet. Sicko shit. Honestly, sicko shit. So it's absolutely ludicrous. Why are they doing sleepover camps right now either? Like, what the fuck is wrong with all of I you? I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, okay, so back in late February, Cox promised that he would he would burn his face mask on the 4th of July. Quote, I beat that by a couple of months, he said Thursday. I have no problem with people wearing masks at all, but it's not something that I'm going to do. I'll, I'll have him remember. Uh, I'll, I'll remind him that there are places that still can require masks. And like are asking people like the airport is a good example. So but like he does this big posturing thing like, oh, I don't give a fuck about masks. Like I burned my mask and I'm I'm not going to like I don't know where I don't know why he's like talking like this out of nowhere because he's always oh. been. Yeah, I can tell you why he's kind of talking like this. It's because he's deathly afraid of being called like a lib cuck again, because, yeah, because all the that, people I mean, he chose yeah. to be like in the state. GOP office at the convention got wiped the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So now he's like, well, I guess I have to be just a complete like irrational Republican. So I guess that's the mm-hmm. role I'm going to fit. So burning my mask yeah. in May, because why not? Yep. Perfect. Um, it's not something that I'm going to do. Cox, Cox cited and mentioned one COVID hotspot with a broad impact. The Department of Motor Vehicles office in South Salt Lake City. Three employees recently have come down with COVID, the state announced Thursday. Cox ruled out, quote, absolutely 
any return to restrictions, including mask mandates or stay-at-home orders, because of the current surge. We are pleading for a return to sanity, and we are asking people to get their vaccines, Cox said, adding that restrictions, quote, won't make a difference. Um, um, just to <laughs> say on that one, too, the, with the Delta variant that started to actually gain prominence in Utah, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine only has about a 60% effectiveness rate with that. Yeah. So even your get vaccinated thing probably isn't going to f- cut it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> I, I mean, saying we're pleading for a return to sanity, like implying that anything like the stuff before wasn't sane. I think I, I don't, I mean, that's fucking, ins- that's fucking insane that he, that he honestly thinks anything before wasn't sane. the things that we had to do in order to mitigate this, which we weren't really doing. So, um, I mean, we know how long it took them to do a statewide mask mandate. We talked about it. Yeah, like How it long was- it took to do a statewide mask mandate. And then like, just how they like lost their sense in the last couple of months because they thought it was all fucking done. Oh, guess what, everybody? We did it. We solved COVID. Anyway, 19,000 people can pack into Energy Solutions Arena or Vivint or whatever the fuck they're calling it this week for a for a to lose to the Clippers in six games. Yeah, I mean, and and like the thing like to be fair, like this is like this is what's happening nationally, too. Like, like the cat is I I don't know. It it won't go back in the back back in the bag. The thing is, is we've taken extra steps to make sure that like we can't do things like mask mandates in schools like we've not only are we not going to go back we've we've made it harder to go back to things that mitigated the damage as like as the minimal amount that we actually did but anyway no it's absolutely we have the answer to all of this the answer isn't restrictions the answer isn't to destroy people's jobs (laughs) the answer isn't to force people to wear masks the answer is to get vaccinated i I mean then what are you doing to facilitate that what mm -hmm. are you doing yeah. The state has a $2 billion budget surplus right now because of all the excess revenue they took in. Yep. Why don't you pay every single person who gets a vaccine 500 bucks? Yeah. And, and the last thing that I want to read from this uh, that Sean provided is uh, just an absolute gem that, that just a little red meat for the fucking losers that are still <laughs> that are still on this complete bullshit. The office had six job positions on unfilled because the department said in a statement, quote, the federal unemployment benefits have made it difficult to recruit entry level employees. Some have argued that that such benefits have led to a, quote, labor shortage, while other economists have disputed that. Either way, those benefits ended in Utah on June 26th. Um, we already know that's not true. <laughs> we already know that um, that people aren't not working uh, because of uh, federal unemployment benefits as measly as they are. We ended the like the, the bonus benefits or whatever uh, like months ago at this point. And even those uh, had already been cut down from way, way more than what they were a year ago. And um, yeah, we know that's not true. But this bullshit line keeps getting repeated over and over and over again. It's almost like we saw how many companies got really big and grow, grew a ton um, over the over the span of covid it's almost like a lot of people have gotten like remote jobs and stuff and are not going back to the service industry. Yeah, they saw. I mean, it was literally life risking for so many people who worked in the service industry throughout the last year. So um, yeah. jobs open up in other sectors like and a lot of work moved remotely. So those maybe they're just not coming back. And until those jobs become competitive and worth it again, um, 
I mean, Spencer Cox should know a little bit about this. He was part of a group of people who went to a restaurant the other day and the waitress who was serving them makes two fifty an hour and didn't get uh, a tip to make up for that. Called him out on Twitter in which he's been like, he's been, uh, how do I, I don't even know. He's been in rare that. form. That's the only thing you can really say. Yeah, he, he's, he is in rare form. Um, but like on top of that too, like the, the DMV workers know that too. Like, yeah, you have to make it worth their while to actually want to fill those positions too i'm sorry in the middle of a pandemic i'm sorry that people don't want to go like get coughed in their face the entire time by people trying to take a road test yeah like there's literally still this pandemic that's ripping through like we have more cases we have way more cases now than when we had like at the beginning when we were supposedly taking this really seriously and we have way more contagious variants right now of course there are a, a sizable chunk of the population that is vaccinated. But the problem is, is like the longer there remains um, a group of, of people who this can c- continue to rip through, it's going to continue killing people. It's going to continue to um, overflow our hospitals. And something that he didn't mention is that like we are during COVID, we had excess hospital space set up for COVID patients. We no longer have that now. Um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like and we know how many cases we have right now and then uh, um, obviously a good chunk of those people are not vaccinated i think he said 90 percent of them are or 90 i think he said 93 percent are are unvaccinated um a good chunk of those are gonna go to the hospital a good chunk of those are gonna die yeah and what about those other seven percent though too it's like they did the right thing they got vaccinated yeah. they told them that their life was back to normal and guess what Whoops, yep. sorry, we were wrong about that because we could do the very basic things to protect you. Yeah, yeah. and like at, at this point, I think only, I don't know, what was it, 55% of all eligible Utahns have gotten vaccinated so far because that the, the number he cited included was just adults. So we have a good chunk of the population that's 16 to 18 that's eligible that hasn't been vaccinated either. So at this point, like the, the legislature doesn't want to do the fucking lottery giveaway thing, which... Honestly, good. I it's a good idea. Like it, that makes a difference. Think how much like I know a lot of people are hesitant to get vaccines. Now that you give someone five hundred dollars to go get a vaccine, you'll yes. see how quickly their beliefs just wash yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. It literally does not have to be the the drawing for a million dollars or whatever. It's like get a vaccine. Like pay people to get the vaccine. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna be spending more money in like in hospital bills or whatever for like you know. Uh, and, and, and like just essentially the amount of money that we're going to have to pull pool together in order to account for all the costs that people are going to incur over these long hospital stays when you have covid and many pot- potential multiple hospital stays when you have covid. Um, it would be way cheaper just to fucking upfront the money and pay people to get the vaccine. But well, that's the great thing about like Utah capitalism. We can never do the long term thing. We just have to do the short term thing that gets us into the oh. next quarter. Yeah, and that's a huge that's a fucking theme of this episode too. When we start talking about the goddamn climate. Okay, anyway. So, um on top of all this is that um uh so it's the 4th of July this weekend. Uh the thing is is that uh fireworks are pretty popular here unfortunately and um we talked a little bit about that one thing that happened with Todd Weiler, that freak from our uh, local or our state legislature who was basically trying to say that Essentially, no one had the ability to ban fireworks. He was he was either lying about his ability 
or just honestly didn't know, which makes him an idiot, which we know he's an idiot. So maybe that is the case. Yeah, he was saying uh, that cities were the ones that could ban the fireworks. But we know from what we've seen, especially from like the legislative lawyer for the state, that pretty much said like, no, they can do like restrictive areas, but only through the fire marshal in given jurisdictions. Yeah. But they can't do blanket bans altogether through a jurisdiction. Yeah. And, and so Spencer Cox says he can't do it. Uh, state says they can't do it. Local municipalities say they can't do it. Um, so, I mean, Republican government, folks, it's it's going well. So Cox says we are urging all of you to exercise extreme caution during the July holidays. Uh, two days before <laughs> Utahns will be able to legally light fireworks. Uh, reminder, fireworks are legal in Utah the entire month of July. The entire month. And it doesn't like outside of the restricted areas, because there are some and a lot of the restricted areas are historically restricted areas like uh, Cottonwood Heights, Sandy, I think, are, and it probably extends like Mill Creek and further. But like they yeah. say, like above like Highland Highland Drive or whatever, east of Highland, you can't you can't like also like anything north of like South Temple too, just because yeah. like, so, like if you set the avenues on fire, you're going to have like a multi-billion dollar loss of real estate. Yeah. And I, those have been around for a long time. Like those aren't new. Those aren't like just because of our extreme drought that we're in. It's like, and even with those restrictions, we still see these still, the, the people are still using fireworks. I mean, a lot of people just risk it and don't give a shit anyway. Um, but anyway, uh, so even amid this year's dire drought specifically, please, please, please celebrate without personal fireworks. The governor said, I will also mention that if you go to any grocery store in Utah right now, they have a gigantic firework stand outside. So, mm, a little bit of mixed messaging here, but it's fine. The human caused fireworks destroy property and threaten lives, and they are entirely preventable. But when asked why he won't call a special a special session that Democrat lawmakers are asking for, Cox said it's because legislators, quote, don't want one. I can call one, but, but we have a history in this state. We only call special sessions in rare circumstances where there is agreement. The governor oh. said, you know. <laughs> I can call a special session. It doesn't mean they have to show up. It doesn't mean they have to do anything. So I think it would be a mistake. It wouldn't accomplish anything at all. Fucking try. <laughs> this is the same shit that Democrats say when they like when they essentially, uh, you know, beat themselves like they say they want something to happen. But then they like give all these reasons as to why, like, oh, well, if I want that to happen, but. Like there's all these things are standing in the way, like instead of actually doing politics, that's how, you know, Spencer Cox doesn't really give a shit about this is because, I mean, he's the leader of his party in this state. Like he is the governor. He's the Republican governor. And if he wanted to, he could put pressure on the legislature to do things, but he doesn't care. Yeah. And like he will gladly sign whatever bullshit they give him when it comes to restricting schools ability to do mask mandates in, in a fucking pandemic which they won't be able to do this fall if we have insane breakouts. If the vaccines are not approved for children by then, it's going to get really bad and schools won't be able to do mask mandates for it. And that's because the legislature wrote uh, wrote a bill that he very happily signed with his dumb (laughs) shit eating grin and posted it on Twitter of him signing of him uh, signing that bill. So like if he wanted to change minds, if he wanted to change people's hearts, he could go out and say, this is what we need to do. He could put pressure on the legislature, but he won't. So it's just and and there are like I see like a lot of liberal type people defending this. They say, well, like the problem isn't Cox. It's the legislature. It's like 
yeah, there are they are a fucking problem, of course, but they are let loose by Cox's ability or inability to complete like rein them in at all. He doesn't even try. And it's just this foregone conclusion that like the legislators just legislatures just going to do what they're going to do. And Spencer Cox has no ability to influence anything over it. That's not the case. That's not how any of this works. And um, but yeah, <clears throat> it's fine. Yeah, we're so far away from like LBJ, like politics in general that it's just completely sad too i mean if the legislature doesn't want to do it say they want to burn down utah neighborhoods not to because they're not coming <laughs> yeah. to the table and you'll have them like well i don't they don't want to do that well i want to hear the motherfucker deny it yeah make him seriously put them on record say listen our laws are out of whack especially when it comes to firework restrictions we need to get everyone to the table and fix this now so that we can actually take care of this instead of fighting fires with a depleted national guard yeah but no no we can't do that you know it just wouldn't work it just wouldn't work like they they might they might not show up he literally said like just because i do this doesn't mean they have to show up and again throughout the whole thing he said about the special sessions and we'll maybe talk about this in a few but I'll have people remember that they called a special session to fucking ban critical race theory from public school or from all schools in Utah. Like it wasn't even a ban. It was a non-binding resolution to show displeasure with critical race theory and also a non-binding resolution to, you know, say that we would like to make Utah a second amendment sanctuary. (laughs) That's right. We literally had a special session to make (laughs) Which means fucking nothing. That's so funny. Oh my god. So we can do but, a special session for that, but yeah. getting these and like <laughs> Yeah, getting these pig fuckers together just to be like, hey, <laughs> let's allow some cities to ban fireworks. No, bridge too far. Can't do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I mean this is this is nothing new at, at all. Uh it's it's it it's literally all of this, whether it's the climate, whether it's COVID, whether it's literally anything, it all comes down to personal responsibility of, um, you know, we really care about these things. Like we care about COVID. We care about like the effect that the pandemic is having on people. And even though I might call the restrictions later, I might call them insane. Um, I care about all these things. I care about the climate. I really, you know, want to take care of it, but it's all on you all to do this. It's all on you individuals as people to make changes in your own personal life, changes that like <laughs> are not going to be made uh, in order to fix all of these problems. And um, yeah, and I think that's a, I, like we want to briefly talk about like what's been going on climate wise, a- aside from like the insane drought that we've had here. Like I'm sure everyone's aware that they had record breaking heat to like uh, a level that was incomprehensible in the Pacific Northwest in British Columbia in which like, okay, for example, this town in British Columbia called Lytton, it reached 121 degrees in British Columbia in this little town, which is four degrees hotter than it's ever been in Las Vegas. Vegas has never been hotter than 117. And this town in British Columbia hit 121. Sure. And, this was felt all over the Pacific Northwest. Like we had, you like had in Seattle and Portland. You had hundreds die. Yeah. Because there's no air conditioning. Only like a one in three houses in like the Pacific Northwest have air conditioning because it never gets above 80 degrees normally. But yeah, since we are living in the beginning of the wasteland, um, it was 108 in Spokane. 
it was 115 in Portland, 117 in Seattle. It's not sustainable. And what they found too was the infrastructure was snapping. You had cable yeah, cars like roads and, that are buckling. Yeah, you had roads that were buckling, bridges that were buckling. The cable car system in Portland just broke altogether because they just couldn't yeah. keep anything running because it wasn't meant for that temperature. And the thing yeah. is, you're going to see this everywhere. Yep. This isn't just going to be like a well, you know, it's just this summer. It's just a bad summer. Well, there's no. This is going to be everywhere. And you know what? Yeah. We're nowhere near prepared for it because our energy grid isn't prepared for it. We're not prepared to add another 50 million people to air conditioners. We're not prepared to make sure that people can run fans and also have cooling stations all across cities. We're all we're not prepared for any of this. Yeah, and you had people like you know not not wanting to be in their homes that didn't have ac so they were going to restaurants trying to like get people to like serve them at restaurants and you have like people in work working in restaurants where like as was this dude on twitter he works in a pizza kitchen in portland and it was a hundred he was holding a fucking meat thermometer in the air and it said 110 degrees in the fucking kitchen that's what even out the and he said that was with without the pizza stoves like open and i was like surely <laughs> like i don't even know what people uh, I, okay i mean we know like with climate change i oh also the temperatures in the arctic over the last couple of weeks i mean yeah we, we could we could talk about that but 118 um, in siberia very normal yeah yep yeah so like this is going to become just more and more extreme weather both on in both ends the freezing in texas the fucking burning in british columbia and people like the amount of like just weather related deaths we've had in this country over the last year is fucking absurd. And that's not even talking about like that uh, condominium in in Miami that just collapsed on itself because of like retreating seawaters. Like, yeah, we literally have all these structures built on the coasts of this country with infrastructure like that are infrastructed in a way that it's not going to make them stand the test of time at all. And we have I mean, this is that same meme again. It's like the profit motive over human lives. I wonder which one's going to win out. And like, we already know. And now those choices, a lot of these have been made. And like, as the climate gets more unstable and more disastrous, like this condo, condo, this condo, that comp the condo complex that collapsed in Miami, that's likely killed at least 150 people, I believe. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just horrifying and horrendous. And like, we're, we're going to be reaping um, a lot is, is, is what I'm thinking. And that's going to happen everywhere too, because you just have like, like building developers just using the cheapest fucking material possible mm -hmm. to like maximize profits because the name of the game is just making sure your profits for this quarter look good. So you can make it the next quarter. That's all it yeah. is. I mean, look down like fourth South in Salt Lake city and see all the new apartment buildings up there. You think that shit's going to last 25 years with all the like bulging edges and weird architecture they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. especially since most of this is built on a fault line anyway. I hope nothing heavy hits it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 so horrifying to think about. Like sometimes I'm just like it, it, a lot of us, we have to lie to ourselves and like just pretend like a lot of this shit just isn't going on because there it's there's no way for individual regular people to like live a healthy life thinking about this shit constantly. 
Um, but it's getting harder and harder to ignore. And the people that are supposed to be in charge of making sure that uh, this shit doesn't continue get wor- getting worse um, are not doing anything about it. Like we have this bipartisan infrastructure bill that may do something, but this is a just a fucking drop in a bucket. Like we we know we know like the I think even with like the Green New Deal was never going to be enough to really um to really get like the global temperature change down to where we need it to be. And like with current projections, it's like, it's going to be out of fucking control. And I, I mean, and it's, it's easy to ignore at times, but then we have more and more consistently insane weather in different parts of the country that are not ready for any type of weather like this at all. Like, I mean, Utah is a great example in particular of just like how long we've been lying to ourselves. Like, you look at Arizona compared to Utah. So Arizona, Phoenix is 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 a is a city that knows it's in the desert, has never really uh, pretended elsewhere. They've been, they've they haven't pre- pretended otherwise. People don't have lawns. People don't have like their own personal grass at their house. This state is a desert state. Yet every single fucking home in this state has a lawn, and it's like. I don't know if we've really like people just really lie to themselves thinking it was just going to, you know, be that way forever. But like we know the way things have been trending for decades, for a hundred years. And like this state is just such a great example of the lies that we've been telling ourselves about the type of like environment we live in. And it's going to get more it's going to get more harsh and uh, it's not going to be good. We've literally I mean, been in perpetual drought yeah. since 2000. Like, yeah, we have not seen a year without a drought since the turn of the century. Like, yep. what are we thinking at this point? It was like, why are you laying down new sod for your lawn when you realize like there is enough water to sustain both your lawn and people yep. at the same place? Like at a certain point, you're going to have to choose. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is a good article. So um, there's a town in uh, Cache Valley called Hyde Park. And uh, this is posted on June 30th on KSL by Jed Bull. It says Hyde Park must cut water, cut water use in half or tanks could run dry by Saturday. As the drought intensified, residents in one Cache County community found out two days ago that their water could run out this weekend if people don't cut back immediately. Hyde Park City asked people to cut their cut in half their outside watering because city water tanks were projected to run dry on Saturday. The water in Hyde Park comes from a well in a spring. That's what replenishes their water tanks every day. Right now, because out of outdoor watering, everybody's using up the water faster than the tanks can refill. Quote, my husband and I were just completely blown away. What city completely runs out of water? Asked Hyde Park resident Ashley Graham. Hmm. You live in a desert. <laughs> people and like the uh i think i mean a few a few local outlets did stories about this and they had like ca- uh, crews up there people were just they had a photographer walking around people just taking photos of people's lawns a ton of people were just watering their shit in the middle of the day it's like that's the type of like individual action you really shouldn't be doing but it's just like i think that's a good example of just this like mind bubble that we've all like con- uh just convince ourselves of that this is just like what we do here. Like, this is just a good idea that we live in the middle of the desert. And uh, I think we can just do this. I mean, at a certain point too, it's like the government doesn't treat it as emergency. Why should I? No, they absolutely. No. I mean, they're just <laughs> taking the fucking cues that we get from above. And it's like, yeah. I, I mean, in that article, like it goes on to say like people were like, Oh, we'd be willing to not water lawns and let them die. We didn't know it was this dire. It's just because 
like, of course, we didn't know is this dire because it's not treated as this dire ever. Like state buildings didn't stop watering their lawns in the middle of the day until fucking like two weeks ago. It's it's insane. So, of course, like we all get our cues from um, (laughs) from the people in control. And it's not like people should be thinking that much otherwise. But it's like, why would they think otherwise when our government doesn't treat this as an emergency um, until like at the last possible second, putting it off until the last possible second when you can. Uh, just like, you know, COVID, instead of like front loading all the things that you could do differently, it's always just going to be a reactive move to try to like mitigate the damage well after something could have been done. And what kind of like sacrifices have we really asked for people? I mean, like Cox did that uh, H2O with like business <laughs> leaders. And like the thing was like, all right, I pledge to not water between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. on any given day. Also, yeah. I'll fix leaky pipes and things. That's it. The pledge. That's all we're asking for. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, we're in the middle of like a, this is not like a long-term solution for anything. This is just like, a, well, I got to act like I'm doing something. Yeah. Yeah. The craziest part about this is like, we know that like the stuff that we're doing right now, they're they're saying it is like reacting to like a drought problem, which is even underselling what the real problem is. <laughs> and like that's that's not even big picture, even close to be big picture enough to deal with what the actual core of this uh, of this problem yeah. is. The problem is this isn't a drought problem. This is a will would this place even be habitable in 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. And the way they, we're going, they, I don't think it like is. This is like a seasonal drought is the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrifying. It it is horrifying. But I mean, that's the government they wanted. This is they got the exact government they wanted. The small government. Gosh, we don't have to do anything. We're going to give all our resources to business development. And that's it. We're not going to take care Mm -hmm. of you. We're not going to take care of your family. We're not going to take care of you when you're down on your luck. Because all of our resources have to go to fucking cisco or adobe or anyone we can get to buy up our shitty land in our shitty valley (laughs) uh the mountains look pretty though it's it's mountains are nice (laughs) looks 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 great but uh, the fact that the southern end of the valley is just like tech bro campus after tech bro campus just fills me with a a awful dread it's awful dread but uh, um so i and uh, i mean this is what we've all I, this is what americans this is what you know as humanity what we've gotten selling out our planet to like global capital just capital in general to capitalism like this is this is always going to be the outcome and it's it's going to take like a complete restructuring of literally everything to try to undo this and um it's uh you you have to go to a command economy like that's yeah. the only way. Like I am by no means a tanky by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but at this point I'm thinking we need some five year plans. I I did go on a brief vacation and uh my co host became Maoist while I was gone. So um <laughs> Yeah. Greg <laughs> likes to throw that around her and I don't like him throwing around that table that label for me. So I, I like that he wraps you into Maoist. it. He's like, yeah, Jordan and me, Maoist. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Jordan's not I, saying that. I've never read the little red book. Please don't <laughs> put that on me. Oh, Greg's the best. I love it. Anyway. We miss him. Um, hello, Greg. We miss you. Hello. Hello, Greg. I was going to wear a tank top in your honor tonight, but I didn't, unfortunately. 
Um, anyway, but like, I think, I think it's important that we continue, uh, in this great country, continuing to focus on the problems that are really plaguing this country. And I mean, this isn't pandemic talk, of course, this isn't the fact that we just bombed Iraq again. This isn't, this isn't, of course, Oh, also shout out to Donald Rumsfeld for dying. Like, fuck that guy. I, I, like one of the most evil living men until the other day. Yeah. I no. there's no, there's a very few amount of people on this earth that has ever been as evil as Donald Rumsfeld has yep. like a man who could type out a memo about torture techniques in, in military prison camps that include like things like making people stand up for hours at a time. And then just like right at the bottom too, is like, I stand up for eight to 10 hours a day. Why can't they? Yep. Fuck him. Literally, I, like, I hope the devil he, is just like, I don't know. I just hope it's painful. Yeah. And to fucking see people like Jake Tapper, like carry water for his fucking legacy. And to see like even just like, I, you know what? I even expect it from Jake Tapper. I'm not surprised. But there are just like random fucking liberal freaks online that are just like, we shouldn't be, you know, praising the death of like a you know, great American or whatever he they fucking said, or even even if you disagreed with him, I've seen that one. Even if you disagreed with Donald Rumsfeld, like you shouldn't be celebrating his death. And it's like there's literally you could you could make an argument that, I mean, among him and Bush and Cheney, the three of them together have more blood on their hands than anyone else that's alive right now. Yeah. Like Rumsfeld yeah. choice is going into the Iraq war probably did more to kill American soldiers than the Republican Guard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Every time you hear that, like you go to war with the army you have, not the army you wish you had at a later date. It's like you chose this war and then you sent soldiers out in unarmored Humvees to just get blown apart by an IED. Yep. Fuck you. I'm glad you're dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. Rest in piss. Anyway. So, um, while we're focusing on, uh, on you know while we're you know dreading and want to distract ourselves away from the fact of climate change we can continue to focus on real things like uh the extremely real problem around the critical race theory um and unfortunately uh some more stuff with fucking jazz fans came up again and I, this is again i mean of course <laughs> like we'll talk about shit that's going on locally but this is this is happening all over this country and this is just the microcosm of what's taking place nationally but it's uh, it's another good reminder of like the things that we see through this lens so like what happened was um donovan mitchell <laughs> Where all where all all things start here, all good stories start here. With Donovan Mitchell, he wanted to discuss the opposition to critical race theory from uh, Utah lawmakers uh, in an article from GQ. Um, quote: It's one thing to tweet it, and I'm going to continue to tweet it. But being able to be on the phone and be on these calls with people who do know these things means being able to have an impact myself. That that's that's what Donovan said, and I. I I appreciate his perspective and I'm glad he's doing this type of thing. I almost, I almost think he's being too naive here. Um, I, I do think he's being too naive here thinking that this is an actual pro like um, good faith problem that a lot of the people pushing this shit are, 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 are dealing with here. Like this whole critical race theory thing is complete bullshit and is a like, this is not a problem that's happened. This is, they aren't teaching this in schools. They aren't, this isn't, <laughs> it's, it's, 
like entertaining this on its on its face and the premise of this entire thing. Same thing with the trans kids playing sports like these are not premises that should be entertained as being good faith premises because they're not. They're not at all. I mean, and the thing is, like the longer like Democrats go with it, like addressing it, too, because Democrats haven't come out and said anything about this is nothing. I was going to ask you about that tonight because I was like, like, literally, this is just a one way fucking battle and we've got. Like it, it shouldn't be up to Donovan Mitchell to be like to having this t- type of discussion. Honestly, Utah Democrats in the House of Representatives in the state walking out of that session was probably the biggest stand that national Democrats had taken anywhere because yeah. you're not hearing Agreed. it anywhere else. Agreed. They they're like, it's just this is just going on. And I don't. Uh, I don't really understand. I, I don't know if it's because like if you actually were to discuss critical race theory on its face it would they would feel like you know the democratic party for being like the woke party supposedly isn't actually you know as woke as they think they are i don't i don't know what exactly their fear is here but like this really is a completely one-way battle and then you've got someone like donovan fucking bless his heart thinking he has to like step up for this and um yeah. So, okay. So, so he, he, he says this and he says he wants to be involved in these discussions and these discussions sh- are, shouldn't be premised on the fact about critical race theory. Cause again, this is a made up problem. That's not anything worth actually addressing on his face. But, um, the backlash that he got from this was just, you know, it, it wasn't unexpected at all. It was just, it was it was probably some of the most vitriolic shit since he posted that like freeish thing, um, but like some of these desert news comments were you know saying things like <laughs> Mitchell was was far more likable when he was like new to the jazz and he was not as outspoken as he is and like comments about how you know critical race theory is communism and how it teaches kids to be racist to white people and. And these comments about how they all hate basketball and the NBA. Um, yet, I mean, all these people should supposedly gave up watching the jazz last summer. Like they all said they were done with this shit and they weren't, of course, because they all lie about it. But they'll still get mad over and over and over again. And of course, you know, people did take Donovan Mitchell up on this offer. And of course, uh, one of those was <laughs> as Jordan affectionately um, deems him congressman, Super Bowl champ and CTE case study Burgess Owens. Um, <laughs> and I mean, a debate about critical race theory with Burgess Owens. The, the thing is, none of these people who are so upset about it know what it is. The, th- the, it, the, the thing that they'll say is it's Marxism. And Marxism is is inherently bad. So, like, that's the winning argument is that it's Marxism. And it's because, like, the Frankfurt School had the critical research theory, which is yep. not the same as critical race theory at all. I know. Like, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's on its face, it's dumb. It's like when people say, like, well, the Nazis were socialists, they had it in its name. It's like, okay, first off, no. And second off, Please, for the love of God, read a history book. It's brutal. I mean, the whole purpose of it is to like, it's essentially just a whitewash history to you. I mean, it's like that James Baldwin quote where he says, like, the reason people think it's important to be white is that they think it's important not to be black. Yep. And it's just because, like, people are terrified that they think that they will drop in status if black people in other 
uh, marginalized communities are raised up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I think a lot about this and I, and like, so from like media people on the right, this is obviously just fully contrived bullshit that they're just using to rile up the base. Like they know, I think I would assume I, 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 I think there's a lot of them are smart enough to think, to know this is bullshit, to know this is just another thing they can get people worked up over. Oh yeah. And there are people who listen and listen to and watch them who are genuinely believing some of the shit that they're fed that are sincere in their belief in their racism that they think that a lot of this shit is is true like that they that their white kids are going to get shunned at school that they're white i mean like we joked about it like them thinking that their kids are going to have to like do slavery or be slaves as like reparation or, or whatever and there are pretty people that probably have convinced themselves of that like if and they think that critical race theory has been bled into the american school system even though even though i th- did i fucking see that like it was like 10% of all uh kids in like high school think that uh the civil war was about slavery did i am i making that shit up um, I'm not sure, but the the thing you're talking about too is like they're afraid that they're going to be oppressed and all that too. Pat Robertson said that verbatim, like he called like yep. critical race theory like a monstrous evil, which encourages black people to take up the whip handle away from white people, which is saying a lot because you're saying that white people still have the whip handle. So yeah, like oh, thanks, Pat. You kind of prove a couple points there, but. <laughs> There was a report that came out in 2018 that says only 8% of high school seniors can identify slavery as the central cause of the Civil War. Uh, yeah, um, we probably need a lot more critical race theory in history just because like, we don't discuss major focal points of racial history, namely like the Civil War and Reconstruction. Like The fact that we don't talk about Reconstruction as much in U.S. history as we should is terrifying. Terrifying. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, fucking hell. Anyway, yeah, so I'm glad I don't, that was just been stuck in my brain that like, <laughs> yes, I mean, so that there are people that have completely convinced themselves of this bullshit. And, um, I don't know how this next guy, I don't know what category he falls in. You should tell us about this Jorgensen fellow. Oh yes. He is the sheep herder who, um, is now the, uh, GOP chair for the, uh, for the state party actually. Great. Um, kind of did a cursory sort of like research glance into his Twitter profile. He's got some fun likes. Yeah. So he, he did. And he, he, he uh, mentioned the other day, like he, so he, he was one of the people who responded to Donovan Mitchell and he says his perspective on race and racism is decidedly different than Mitchell's. I wonder why that might be, which would make any conversation deeper and more meaningful for both of them, especially when discussing the nation's troubled past with racial issues. Quote, I have three children in public schools in Utah, Jorgensen said. <laughs> Critical race theory is the wrong thing to be te- teaching them. Hmm. Okay. You're from Mount the Pleasant, core- Utah. They're not teaching it there. At the core of Jorgensen's opposition to such a curriculum is the push for equity in education. He sees that as fundamentally un-American. Our country was not founded on equity. Equality no is what we should strive for. Yeah, of course it wasn't founded on on equity. Equity is guaranteeing an outcome and relies on the redistribution of resources to get to that outcome. Equality is an equal starting position for everyone. Well, they don't have that either because we base education off of property tax. 
Yeah. Yep. Do you ever like go on Zillow and like look at listings and one of the things that they say, just like in different areas of the where, place you live, and they always mention like one of the best zip codes for school, like schools. We have one of the best uh, schools in this zip code. And it's like, huh. Huh. I wonder why that Interesting. is. It's weird. Yeah. It's almost like, like decades upon decades of having a richer tax base allowed for better schools in certain areas. Yeah. Weird how that works. Oh, yeah. well, at least somehow we'll get like that that equality of opportunity that he's talking about fucking country bumpkin. Yeah. Everyone just started at the exact same spot. Everyone, this country is founded on everyone at the starting point and everything. Everyone has just been running a straight line. Whoever the fastest is wins. Whoever the strongest is wins for sure. I should also it's mention all... this guy looks like he should be like playing in like the bear jamboree. Yeah. What was that? what was that like he had? I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was the he Matt liked... Walsh thing, which pretty much was like nothing but like mm. racist, transphobic, like misogynistic, like pretty mm. much every like horrific, like character trait a person could have. Yeah. He essentially said like, we'll never have P- uh, like peace in this country or, or whatever he said, or there's never going to be, I can't remember what it was all because of, um, there are people who believe that essentially like gay people should be able to get married. <laughs> it's like the fucking horror. Yeah. And where did this email come from? I want to, I want to read this email. That's an email he sent out too. That I actually got that off of the, uh, well, there's your problem discord channel. Cause uh, there's nice. actually a channel in there called wild, wild west, which is pretty much just been taken over by people from Idaho and Utah, especially in the Mormon corridor. If you Perfect. guys are listening, what's up guys? Love you. Yeah. So, he had this really interesting email that he sent out. He said, I never thought I would see the segregation and racism that occurred in the Jim Crow South in my lifetime. Separate dorms on college campuses for folks of different skin color, training on how to be, quote, less white, and major institutions with hiring credentials that include someone's race. These things are happening in our country today. Racism will never be solved by more racism. This is the fundamental basis of critical race theory. CRT is an ideology placing one race superior to another. Literally couldn't say something that 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 says in a more with more brevity that you'd have no idea what the fuck it is than that right there. Yeah, I mean, it is an utterly anti-American and it is utterly anti-American and should not be promulgated in American educational institutions. I would like to echo the statement of. Dr. King, when he said, what do you, okay, pop quiz, what do we think the quote from Dr. King was? Is it that one that we pretty much just equate to like a slur now? Ah, fuck, you're right. Okay, it was, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I want the same for my four daughters, that they are taught at home as well in school as the Declaration of Independence espouses that all men are created equal. They didn't even believe that shit when they wrote it. Nope. They did not believe that shit when they wrote it at all. And they definitely only meant men. In the- yeah, they only <laughs> they meant, meant men, especially men. in that one, too, because Thomas Jefferson. They didn't even mean wh- all white men in that yeah, instance. because Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, and he obviously didn't believe that one either because of what he was doing to Sally Hemings at the same time. So, yeah, yep. great times all around. We love America. Yay, America. Go, America. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so to close things out, I just want to talk uh, about the other, like one of the other culture war things that's being pushed um, 
as a response to what took place last year, honestly, with the with I, I mean, I don't know if you could call the defund the police movement a movement. It was something that people were pushing in response to uh, even more police violence and it, just decreasing condition, worsening conditions in a lot of ways that can be directly tied to uh, the taking away of funds for social services and piling them into the police departments all over this country. Like we have, we have police departments who are the size of militaries in other countries and we have more incarceration and a lot more issues than other places have. And like the, apparently what we need to do is continue building those police departments to be bigger. Um, so we're apparently, according to a lot of media sources is that we are apparently in a crime wave. Violent crime increased 21.6% from January 1 through Sunday, and property crimes are up 24.9% in 2020. The problem with all of this is that all these statistics are relying upon police to compile those accurate statistics. And I will also mention something that happened briefly. I, I, just how, how much we can uh, you know, trust police, I think, um, might be w- worth briefly mentioning. So yesterday in LA, the LAPD... Um, They seized more than 5,000 pounds of illegal fireworks from a home in South L.A. The bomb squad was now hauling them away by the truckload. Some of these fireworks are about to be safely detonated on scene. Next tweet. Explosion. LAPD was disposing of illegal fireworks in South L.A. where the explosion occurred. At least five are injured. Tweet from LAPD HQ. Our bomb squad officers were in the process of seizing over 5,000 pounds of legal fireworks in the area of, San, of 27th Street in San Pedro. Some of the fireworks were being stored in our bomb squad trailer as a precautionary measure, unknown at this time what caused an explosion. If you saved Selma, why did the room explode? Oh, I'll feel that one. Uh, me and the boys were all celebrating a job well done when I threw my match in the vicinity of the crime scene. Oh, right, the gas. We accidentally, we accidentally created shrapnel. Unknown at this time, though. So they didn't know at that time. So, again, we're relying on a lot of uh, these police departments to uh, compile these statistics for us. And over the last year in Salt Lake in particular, uh, the police have had countless PR nightmares um, where the following have occurred. Let's go. Let's just go through that real quick. Knocking over an elderly man with a cane for the crime of being downtown during the BLM protests. And they, quote, handled it internally. Uh, the aggression itself at protests, of course, we, we saw, um, a considerable amount of that. We, um, friends of the show, friends that have been in the show experienced a lot of that. Yeah. Friends of the show have essentially been stalked by police. Yep. But anyway, a uh, 13 year old autistic child, Lyndon Cameron, he was shot by police while being unarmed. Um, I will also mention that uh, I know we talked about this when it happened after they shot him like seven times. I don't know how the fuck he lived, but he's like, I don't I think he might be paralyzed for life. I'm not quite sure. He's been like in he was straight up in intensive care for like two months and he's been in a rehab facility ever since. So like and essentially taken away his life. And so. they're still extracting bullet fragments from him, too, because yep. police you use hollow point rounds in their in their pistols. Which, yeah. by the way, are illegal in war because they cause undue injuries to combatants. So, yeah. So, yep. And I want to come back to this particular instance. And it's something we talked about back when it happened. But I want to mention something again in just a moment when we talk about funding. 
The canine unit was suspended due to, quote, a pattern of abuse of power, including assaulting a surrendering black man, picking up a dog to attack a woman who was cooperating and hand her hands outside her car window. Um, Yeah. So, Jordan, why do you think police might lie about statistics? Um, Well, first off, they have the ability to because they're not independently verified by anyone Mm. but the police department. Um, second off, they've had a PR nightmare last year because everyone hates their guts. And third of all, they're very morally flexible as we've seen from all these incidences that somehow escaped the, uh, proper authorities, especially our County district attorney. Yep. Yeah. You can watch the fourth season of the wire to learn more, (laughs) but um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, they're juking stats. I mean, like if you watch the fourth season of the wire, you'll talk like there's that scene where like Presbyluski's like in that, like teacher's meeting too. And they're like talking about changing curriculum and all that too. And he's like, you know what? This is just what they do. They change, like they change, like, like burglaries into uh, petty larceny. They change like aggravated assault to assault and, that's how majors become colonels. Juking the stats. Excuse me? Making robberies into larcenies. Making rapes disappear. You juke the stats and majors become colonels. they here before. Wherever you go. Essentially, you can do whatever you want with statistics, especially crime statistics, because yep. the only like criteria for those that are actually happening is like what the police's like judgment is on that. Yep. And I mean, that, that was like, like we said, is the entire fourth season of the wire too, where there's like, there's ramping up of like crime see where they're charging a bunch of people like jaywalking and charging them with like yeah. drinking in public and just mm-hmm. a bunch of like petty crimes too. Like you can make crime waves out of just essentially nothing. If yep. you, if you have the moral flexibility to do so. And they do. And, um, and uh, yeah, their funding and like their, <laughs> their money and the equipment, it all relies on, you know, them making themselves valuable. Uh, and anyway, so what happened a couple weeks ago, uh, I don't know, I think it's a couple weeks ago at this point. Um, they really decided that they needed more money to deal with the crimes that they were saying that are happening. So standing outside her office at the Salt Lake City and County building during the news conference, the mayor announced that the uh, the big pay bumps for police, nearly 30 percent for entry level officers and 12 percent for senior level officers, along with more modest pay raises for other union represented city employees. Hmm. SLEA last year uh, had to go on strike for a pay raise and they got 6%. They, they, they threatened strikes, but it was like they oh, only sorry, got they, like a five to six percent bump, too. And like, mm. there's also like a historic shortage of teachers in this, in this state as well. Yep. But for some reason they just didn't qualify as much as a police officer did because, you know, having a four year degree to be a teacher is somehow not as hard as like going to 12 weeks of post. Yep. Do you, yeah, just might be a good time to think about it. Do you remember that whole saga with the teacher bonuses that were like stripped away by the legislature for uh, certain school districts? Remember, remember that whole thing? It was like, it was like 1500 bucks or something. Yeah. It was something like bucks. Mm, interesting. Okay. The mayor acknowledged that there are likely, quote, some who will be angry with this decision, but she said, quote, there's a reason. And it was backed by leaders from the city's new commission on racial equity and policing. Hmm. I'm sure I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> I'm sure that, yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm sure that that wasn't handpicked at all or with people with certain uh, political leanings. But hey, because like everything else, that commission is probably completely toothless and useless. 
Um, quote, decreasing the funding for a department who is already struggling to retain and recruit officers is an illogical and backward step, Mendenhall said. Defunding the police isn't something that I've ever supported. I think the people behind me would agree that in order to make the changes that we want and need to make together and just to do the fundamental work of answering calls for services that the city asks our officers to do, we can't do that with fewer people, the mayor said. We've seen the results of that. We have seen the results of that, actually. They shot the 13-year-old autistic kid, actually. Yeah. For the, I think, wait, the services that the city asked our officers to do. Oh, okay. So we had a young boy in a mental health crisis, and we have the services that the city asked our officers to do. So in this instance was these cops responding to a mental health crisis. And we can't do that with fewer people. They, I mean, they did They did. Do, do do the services, I guess. They showed up and shot this child seven times. Well, Kyle, if if we don't have more officers, how are we ever going to dismantle homeless encampments? That's right. I mean, those are some of the services that we ask our, our officers to do. And we have seen the results of that. She's absolutely right. We've, we have children shot. We have black men attacked by dogs. We have Latino men shot and killed. We have homeless encampments completely destroyed with nowhere for these people to go and oh and also i mean some of these other services are not only do the cops destroy the homeless encampments they also take pictures of them to show after they're destroyed of course to show how like much of a how how disgusting it all was and how it was such a mess um but it was because they destroyed them so we have seen the results of this she's absolutely right and i will i cannot fucking get it out of my goddamn head the chief of police Fucking Mike Brown, Mike Brown, Chief Brown, Mike. Is that his yep, name? Mike it's Brown? Mike Brown. All right. So after Lyndon Cameron was shot seven times, they did, of course, had to do a press conference about this to explain why they shot a child seven times, which they didn't explain, to be honest. Um, but what they did do, Chief Brown said the smartest fucking thing he's ever said, not intentionally and not probably in the way he meant it. But he said at that time. He didn't he didn't say this was an issue of funding. He didn't say that we don't we just simply don't have the officers to, you know, respond to these type of events uh, or these services that we're being asked to do. He explicitly said we are being asked to do things that are not criminal in nature, that are not responsive to criminal in nature. There are things that come up that are not criminal in nature that do not need the response of police officers. That's a fucking good point. And that is true. And how does that happen exactly? Do you think it might have something to do with the fact that we have gutted all of those services and just continue fun funneling money directly towards the police officers who we continue to ask to do, as the mayor said, services that the city asks our officers to do. Uh, and then again, to quote her, we've seen the results of that. So like, Hmm. And like you just look at like the police budget for like the last decade too. Yeah. And it's just like a straight like 45 degree angle up. Like yep. five years ago or six or seven years ago, I think it was six years ago, they had $58 million for an annual budget. Now they have 86. And it just keeps going up. It just keeps going up no matter how bad it is, no matter like whatever people say about crime waves, no matter how much people like complain about response times or anything like that. There is no punishment to police. It's the, they can never fail. They can only be failed. 
Because yeah. every single time a problem comes up to like the Fox 13 story about how it took them like 48 minutes to get to like a sexual assault or how yeah. it took them 90 minutes to get to, to like an aggravated assault or how it took them five hours to get to that store that some guy threatened to shoot up yep. and over masks, over masks. And the whole thing is like, are they ever going to be punished? Like, well, looks like you can't, no. you can't police well. So, you know, what? we're going to take some of your funding and maybe funnel it towards something a little more creative. Like, what if we gave it to the fire department to like respond to like mental health crises instead? Yeah. What if we gave it to say social services to actually like try and get services. So homeless people aren't terrified of anyone who actually works for the city because they think there's always going to be a guy with a badge behind them. Yeah. Hmm. It's almost like sending out dudes with guns isn't always an effective method. Even if, even if the police department itself becomes so diverse and accepting and if they might even oh my god like put out a pride a, a police pride or some shit and say that they accept gay officers or something like that like this uh type of mayor that we have would do something like that there maybe it's already been done it's almost like that's not the problem yeah the lapd is majority minority like most cops yep. in the lapd are either black or hispanic and has that and made- they're a fucking gang like the LAPD has yeah has in complete practice operated as a gang yeah. in for like 40 years. Yeah, the Los Angeles Police Department, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department have active criminal gangs among them, too. And they call themselves yeah. like the Nordic Knights or the ex- executioners yep. Yep. or which I wonder what those could mean. Gee whiz, <laughs> I, I doesn't take like a sociology degree to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the LAPD is just, I mean. They're still a wreck. Like, they still go into Echo Park almost every night and just tear up homeless people just because they can. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like, you mentioned their funding differences then. I guess the police were just more effective back then. I mean, it's like how people talk about 90s basketball. I guess the NBA was just better back then. I guess the police departments were just better back then. I guess these, I mean, these guys, it's so fucking whiny. Like, to hear them, to like, when at this press conference, it was just the most bitchy thing where they were just like, oh, like, we just don't have the funding. Like, morale is so low morale like they would not shut up about how morale was low and i was like one don't care and then two it's like why does just complaining about how morale is low as a police officer gets you millions more dollars instantly instantly that doesn't work anywhere else no because you want to know where like morale has been really low for like the last year and they've been struggling for research i think fucking teaching fucking teachers i think morale might be a hmm, maybe a bit lower but we couldn't even give them a goddamn like fifteen hundred dollar bonus <laughs> after teaching through the pandemic yeah now we're like putting on some sort of like fishing pole and making them reach for it the entire time oh, one, yep yep a fucking one-time bonus couldn't be done but unfortunately that's just but, american uh, society we're much more rather have people with guns who have like full like ability to kill people at any given time and get away with it than we would like having a functioning society I mean, yeah, I, uh, this is just another example about how like mayors are mascots for the police, for the police departments and the real estate developers of that's, the city that they mayor. That's the it. Mayor I mean, because that's real estate it. developers and police work hand in hand. I mean, yep. Who does police most? Who are they most likely to protect? Who, whose interest does the do police departments serve? It's capital. And <laughs> who controls cities? It's capital. It's like. That's literally all this is. Yeah, especially in Salt Lake City, if you can afford $30 an hour to actually rent your own police officer. 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. The teach putting putting teachers side by side with how they are treated, like just mo- strictly monetarily with police officers. I mean, you look could not have a more naked example of like the priorities of a society that like <laughs> where capital general genuinely rules all. It could not be more apparent in teaching social services fucking verse police that's it. exactly defund the police the same way the conservatives defunded education yep yeah that's it yeah but no i mean despite having the most incarcerated uh population in the entire world i think the issue is that we need more officers clearly it's been uh working well we haven't arrested enough yet we haven't anyway all right well that seems like a good place to end it it's been uh i I mean, summertime just brings out, I guess, just, you know, death of an empire brings this shit out constantly, I guess. I guess th- this is what it feels like to be part of a dying empire. Yeah, it's it's the fighting going into the night. Like, yeah, yep. we just can't, like, go quietly. Down, kicking so. and screaming, for sure. Yeah. I uh, just want to apologize to everyone. I had two presses tonight, so I'm feeling especially kind of nice. uh, on point. Dude, I was actually planning on on uh, having a little myself, but I uh, I didn't. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened. I don't usually I drink that much too, so I'm sure that's why I'm feeling it just a little bit more than I usually do. I shouldn't. I had a bit of a a bit of a bender in, <laughs> in California over the last week, so uh, yeah, I'm. I've, I need some time. Although I, ah, fuck it. I, I did have a drink for a friend's birthday last night. So, but hey, one day sober, we're taking it one day at a time. One day at a time. Get that chip. That's right. Well, Jordan, it's been a pleasure. It's been nice hanging out with you. I I'm, know. Uh, Greg, Greg, we miss you. I hope work's going okay. Greg's working a night at night tonight, I guess. So, yeah. Anyway, I know he'll be back Any, next time. I promise you. That's right. Any parting words, my friend? Uh, Fuck, man. Like, we've just had, like, an episode of, like, hitting, like, every topic that's just made me want to drink more. There's so much more we could talk about, too. Like, there's so many other, like, things that have come up over the last week or whatever. I mean, it's, but. like, it's the nation's birthday, so everyone has to pull out, like, the uh, uber, like, patriot patriotic sort of routine. So that's always fun to yeah. deal with. <laughs> yeah. It absolutely is. All right. Well... Everyone, thanks again for joining us and uh, subscribe to Patreon if you'd like. Yeah, patreon.com slash Brigham Young Money. We're we're slowly getting more people. It's weird. Like people are paying to hear me and Greg yell about a millionaire who wrote like the most inane thing in the Deseret News. It's horrifying. (sighs) It is a little bit, but also it's fun because you just it's fun to read something and then like realize immediately your class enemy. Shit, we didn't even talk about that one guy who, uh, uh, the uh, dude who wrote the Substack article a- after he decided he was leaving Twitter because he tried <laughs> to tell Donovan Mitchell to shut up and dribble, essentially. Yeah, the oh. the man with the Benjamin Button head. Yeah, the the like seventeen year old, fifty five year old, or whatever. <laughs> uh, we love him. All right, uh, all right, everyone. Thanks again. Uh, see you next time. Choose the left.